Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thank you, Stoney. All right, 3 o'clock. It is Friday. It is time. TJ, touchdown here in Metro Detroit at about 3.30 in the morning. He didn't pull into his driveway until 4.50. And the man is here. This Jack, is, baby. Listen, this is a celebration. And they're two and zero. Oh, you're starting that already. It's it, Seattle shouldn't even show up. Mm. You understand what this fan base is going to do to Pete Carroll? Head in a jar, like Walt Disney. I uh, it's over. I can't wait to see Ford Field. It's going to be know, the best still nine days away since the building opened. My goodness, straight up, I'm, it's zero BS. It will it will outdo the Monday night game against Chicago in 2011. And it then is, it'll probably get outdone again. Uh, against Vegas a couple weeks in October, sure. whatever that is. I'm just saying, I mean, give me your takeaways. You you were obviously there. I heard your illustrious uh, player interview. And it was oh, thank you. Talk Coach was in a great mood. That's always a positive. Um, Correct. Talk to me. I'll tell you what, man. The, uh, you talk about the environment. Uh, I, I had never played in Kansas City when they were good. I think I played there in 2011. They were uh, not a good team that year. So I never got to experience the true – uh, arrowhead atmosphere oh yeah um last night was incredible it's i mean nuts. it was you know even the national anthem right the home of the chiefs and then the tomahawk chop and the stealth uh, bomber flew over the, right? oh my god it, you, it looks i mean that thing looks like it's a foot wide and it's just it's yeah. cool it was like one of those like kind of v-shaped it, it was awesome um the lions fans though i mean starting pregame you know two hours before the game i mean it was just it was a lot of blue in that stadium, and I think the players—you could tell even during pregame warmups and coming out and uh, you know opening kickoff—I mean that that gave them a boost a little bit. Uh, it kind of made the hostile environment feel a little bit more friendly, knowing that you had so many people on your side. It was a it was a great atmosphere though. But I felt like this before kickoff, and I was going to ask you this, Mike. Yeah, I got really nervous <laughs> right about kickoff time too. I I went into the game kind of like, okay, I, man, this would be a huge win. This would be great. And then all of a sudden it changed. And I want to know if anybody else was like me where it almost became like we were expected to win with I did. Chris Jones coming, you know, being out and then Travis Kelsey uh, being listed out there. It almost changed for me where it was like, oh, man, like, is this a letdown spot if we don't get it done? Almost feels like, too easy. It almost feels like a must win now that we have to win because they're missing these yeah, two like guys. Being like set up. Right. Like, is there almost like too much pressure now to make sure you get this done? And I became I became excited, and then I became really kind of nervous about the game. I, I don't know if it was just me, but. I was only uh, nervous when 
They fumbled. Chiefs come down and score, and it's 14-7, and you're worried they're going to double-dip you. But once the defense came out after halftime and there was no grand adjustments, no Andy Reid magic, and you stopped them twice, I just felt in my heart they were going to – they. They're going to be okay. Like, they're in this. I think Collinsworth made the comment at 7-7, like, hey, you're in this. I wasn't nervous because I just I had some blind faith about it. But I got nervous when they turned that over, and instead of going up 10-7 or 14-7, it swings the other way. And you know what it is. Yeah. Those are debilitating on the road. Yeah, and how many times have we seen that exact situation where things just go south? And spiral. Even last year, I mean, the Carolina game, right? That was a close game uh, in the first half. Lions get down to the red zone, you fumble a snap. Next thing you know, Carolina goes and scores 21 straight points, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, pack the bags, right? So it's – and I think a lot of Lions fans are like this too. You get that PTSD just because it's happened so many times. We've been on the wrong side. We've been the team that – uh, you know, has the penalties late in the game. We've been the team that yeah. drops wide open passes. The We've Lions, been the team that makes yeah. the mistakes. They were the living embodiment of uh, Tony. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, it was. Uh, oh, by the was, way, Mike, according to PFF, worst wide receiver score since 2018. I was going to ask how Giants fans are feeling. <laughs> Probably a little victory lap this morning. <laughs> I told you he was a piece of garbage. No one wanted to listen. Yeah. I no, just, uh, I, it was, like, it was awesome, man. It was, was a great game. The nerves were hot. I mean, I'll, I don't care. I'll just tell you, I spent the whole fourth quarter standing. I was standing watching the game with my arms crossed because I was nervous. I wanted this for the people. I wanted this I, like whether I'm right or wrong. No one remembers that stuff. They remember the fun things we do or like Rico's dance school. Like, but I wanted this selfishly as a radio host because I want this team to be good. I want to have fun and I want to experience real football. I've never had that here, but I wanted it for the people. I had friends at that game, you know, I, like, leaving the airport yesterday. How many people were there in Lions garb, in LaGuardia Lions garb? They're, they were everywhere. It was like when yeah. the Cubs made the World Series. They were, the Cubs fans were everywhere. I just, it was. You're in it, and you're like, oh, my God, come on, man. Like, not like this. Not like this. Yeah. Then they're up 21-20. TJ, I was pacing. They're not even my team, and I was pacing. <laughs> and I can't fourth, imagine being a Lions fan. The fourth down that they didn't convert. I was apoplectic. I just <laughs> – I didn't mind going for it. I hated the call. The pl- right there. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Put the ball in the hands of Montgomery. Let him run it. See what happens. He's or Jameer Gibbs. Hello. No, I Montgomery, he's he's picking up like two, three yards of carry. It was like fourth and two. Just can't let him give him the ball. Go. TJ, let me ask down. you a question on this, because I brought it up earlier, and I know it's one game, but I just feel like when I know, I know. Gibbs is one of those dudes. Like when the first time you saw Tyreek Hill play, you went, Oh, that's different. Jamar Chase. Oh. Uh, when Chris Johnson hit the league with the Titans, and you go, oh, Jameer Gibbs is that. Yeah. When you were on the sideline watching the game and some of those plays, I mean, does it jump out to you the way it jumps out to the average fan like us? Oh, probably even more so. Yeah, okay. I think it's even amplified when you see it up close. Um, and it was one of the first carries, maybe not the first, but... The pirouette? The, no, not that one, but he he kind of broke a tackle, got outside left, they ran a Kind of a sweet play. Had a couple pullers in yeah. front of him. He took the contact he on took and a stayed shot. up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know a big topic of discussion is, hey, he's 190 pounds. Is, is he going to be durable enough? Um, and he took a shot from the safety, and he just kind of bounced off him like it was nothing. And uh, right then I was like, oh, boy. Like, this dude is – he's different. Uh, he's not just 
a gadgety speed guy. Let's try to get him in space. He's also going to make you miss. He's he's yeah. gonna he's gonna take contact. He's gonna be different. He, he had a couple runs that, um, you know, there was well, gosh, late in the game they had a false start. The eighteen yard uh, carry next yeah. next play rips one off. He kind of spun out of one. Even his first carry of the game. He all, he should have been tackled for a three yard loss, yes. and he turned that into somehow a two yeah. yard gain, and damn near broke an ankle tackle there were that two, might have gone to the house. There I mean, were two plays in the second half where, I guess, like I asked Lion fans, like, did you wake up today feeling different? Like the world should feel different to you because your team did something they never do. Every NFL game, unless it's one of these, just you know, somebody gets the brakes beaten off them. There's five or six plays that decide the game. And everything else is pretty much back and forth. The Lions had a couple of these plays. Ragnow, false start, first and 15. And Gibbs, everyone in the stadium knows you're running. Pops it for 18. Why is it relevant? Because it was able to condense the game to the two-minute game you had yeah, to play. Yep. The other one was the Reynolds completion for 30 yards. Those are winning time plays. And the Lions made them. Yeah. And the fake punt. I know that was early in the game, but that gave the offense a spark. Would you believe that? I know he's faked more punts than any coach in history, but I had TJ. <laughs> Twice as many as yeah, anybody nobody last Nobody has faked a punt inside their own 25 in five years. Until yeah. yesterday. Uh, Until. And you know what? I was all for it. That, because I said, this was a statement game. I like the statement that he, guys, we're not going to beat Kansas City playing it safe. It's early. If we mess up, the defense is playing well, and if they score, it's only seven nothing. I almost yeah. we can myself. recover from that early. Yeah. When it happened, I I actually went, oh my god, <laughs> they fumbled the snap or something, and I went, oh my god, it's a fake. Wait, I'm it's pointing at the TV like, ah, yes, I I loved it. I it caught everybody because nobody does that. I looked at Rocky and I went, what the f did I just see? You can't. Unfortunately, my dogs don't talk back. Yeah, and that's I'm like you, Rico. Where it feels like you can't go three and out against the Chiefs, right? You know, and, and even compete with them. You might no. be down three scores if that right. happens. If this is Chicago, no, you don't do that. Let me ask the question everyone wants to know. And even though you weren't a tackle, you were an O lineman. Can you help me understand how Jawan Taylor was allowed Ugh. to line not only false start seemingly every play, but line up? off the line by a yard. It never gets called until end stages. And here's the best part. Maybe I'm dumb. I felt like he tipped their place. And see, when he, he was did. off the line, it was a pass. When he was on the line, it was a run. He did. And I think maybe, and I'm going to let you, that's why the Lions didn't say anything. Because maybe. this moron is telling us if it's a pass or a run. Well, I wanted to know, would his, would his buddy, would the guard be like, uh, idiot, what are you doing? Like, I, Take me through it. I I was surprised. I, it's hard to tell in person because there's so many people on the sideline. But yeah. after watching, you know, last night and we were re-watching the game again today, it was, uh, it was bad. I mean, it was bad to a point where even the commentators let it go probably 10 times before they were like, all right. And this is the head referee. In. Like Collinsworth said, <laughs> look at the slot receiver over here. Uh -huh. and the guy's playing two yards off the line. Normally, the the normal operation is if the opposing team sees it, they'll try to give give the you know line judge a, a heads up, and you might get a warning or two if you're the offensive tackle. Uh, but the fact that he never fixed it let me know that they just didn't care. They but, were just but, like, but to Rico's point, do you believe enough. the Lions knew? 
you're right there, and he's giving. It's like a poker player would a tell. Mm-hmm. He was telling you when they were passing and telling you when they were running. Because one hundred percent of the time, when he went into the back pedal, it was a pass. Yeah. No, I I get, I get that. It. I I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Okay. I every lineman I played with, every tackle I've played with, if you study. 10 snaps of them, you can figure out what the play is. Ah. But the part of it's like the defense has still got to be right, right? Yeah. Hey, if they think, and there's also a, a reverse psychology aspect of it. Hey, they think it's a run. It's a, it might be a play action, right? Now everybody's thinking, oh, look at the right tackle. It's a run. Everybody runs up. You get popped deep over the middle to a wide open guy, right? Me, so there's, uh, it works both ways. Let me ask one more O line question, if I may, because this is one I didn't have to bring it up because they won the game. Uh, you watching it and re watching it. Do you want to explain to me how the Chiefs got away with no less than, I don't know, eight holding calls? Yeah, bad. Aiden got absolutely bad. annihilated on three plays that I'm able to just go, uh, you're waiting for the graphic. And I'm going, where's the flag? Yeah, Aleem they got They felt mauled. sorry for them. They, um, you got Kandarius Tony. You can have him. Charles Harris got. <laughs> Charles Harris got. Harris got yeah. decapitated. He got tackled two times in the same play, and I think it was one that Mahomes ended up scrambling for 16, 17 yards. Yeah. I mean, it was it was second and ten. You know what it, it was reminded me play. of? It reminded me of watching a Michigan game. Since they, their O line hasn't gotten called for holding <laughs> in three years. And see, yeah, I, it's, just, it's the same thing. See, I often wonder do the referees just kind of get caught up like us and you're watching Mahomes scramble and you're not looking at the holdings because it was you're, unbelievable. you're watching Mahomes. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's week one and maybe they. Like there's that's a, Patrick maybe, Mahomes maybe there's out a there. different approach for the referees. Hey, we don't want to be the storyline this year. There were so many issues last year with missed calls and bad calls. And hey, guys, don't call something unless it's completely egregious. Well, they obviously it. took that to heart because I there were a couple of them that Panay were got egregious. screwed over. Panay never should have been called for a personal foul on that play. He didn't do anything wrong but get up. He didn't throw a punch. He didn't shove the guy's he head. He hurt the ground. Right. He hurt the ground. It's not that was <laughs> look, bottom line, here's the here's why I'll land the plane. Those are all the reasons in the past you would call this radio show and blame the loss on. They overcame it, and that's yeah. what good teams do. And you overcome why. the BS, yeah. and you win. And you make teams pay when they make mistakes, yeah. right? Even the pick six, I mean, that's not a Mahomes. It's a well-thrown ball. goes right through Tony's hands. And it was Branch a hell of a, a play, play by Branch. That didn't hit him in the breadbasket. Oh, no, he, he had, had to, to reach, reach back and yeah, grab it one-handed. And as soon as I, I'm like, this dude's gone. But there's make, nobody in front you of you. Make them pay. When they, that's what good teams do. When you get an opportunity, when the other team falls asleep and they have a couple mistakes, you make them pay. It's Two why four. I said that this team to me looks like they're a different team because they had every reason to complain, every excuse was there, and they just kept going and kept going and won the game. And no, old Lions teams. You see the frustration on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The, the right tackles jumping every time. None of that. Let's, they kept um, their head. Let's do this. I want to do two straight segments of calls. We'll get to okay. the. Can we do picks three forty five? Okay. People have really been patient, and I know now that the celebrity is here. People want to speak to Thomas John Lang. Two four eight. Oh, listen. I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Your calls coming up next.